Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, Heartland of America. Find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can follow me on the Instagrams at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, on Getter at IC Sativa Pod, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. Cutthroat Cannabis Market, smoking out some Calgary pot shops. This is probably very, very bad for the businesses. And um, to a certain degree, I, I, I don't want to see small businesses go under. But as you guys have known for the past four years, I'm always going to put the priorities of the consumer, of the patient, you know, documented or undocumented, whether you're in the system, whether you're in, you're in a, a country or state's medical system or not. If you are using this as medicine, I want this to be as accessible and cheap for you as possible. And that's, 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 that's a big reason for the scope of this podcast and what, what, what this project is all about. So this is probably great for the consumers of Calgary. It's probably, probably sucks majorly for the actual vendors. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to favor the average Jane and average Joe. So let's, let's read into this. So this is from the Calgary Herald, and it's written by Michael Rodriguez. Four years after legalization, there are nearly 200 pot shops in Calgary. Keep in mind, Calgary has around, no, keep in mind that, that, uh, even that province, I think it's, yeah, Alberta. Keep in mind, Alberta has about 4 million or so people. So that's, uh, 200 is a respectable amount of stores. Um, I don't think they should stop until they get to like a thousand or so. Oh my God. That's, 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 I don't care. More shops, the better. Four years after Canada legalized recreational marijuana, weed stores are continuing to pop up in Calgary at an alarming rate for some local cannabis retailers, increasing competition, driving prices down. That is good. And thinning out each shop's share of the consumer base. Good thing. Cause then they have to actually, com- they have to, all these 200 shops have to actually compete for your business. Are we going to offer the cheapest concentrate? Are we going to offer strains that, 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 that are rare that other people can't get elsewhere? Like they have to, they have to think outside the box and you as the patient, you as the, as the ailing person, you get to win because they have to, they have to, they have to put out, they have to do things to stand out from their competition. If there's 200 of you, they can't just pass off, uh, overly dried, um, eighth or three and a half grams and charge you 60 Canadian dollars for it. They can't just do that. You can go to the other 200 stores and tell that store to kick rocks. But if you have like a lottery model, like some U.S. states are doing, or limited licensing where, okay, we don't want this, we don't want this uh, deadhead and minority loving drug to get out of control. So we're going to cap the number of medical or adult use stores. So our property values won't lower and we won't lend the wrong crowds to our suburbs or whatever. We're going to cap the number of stores. Oh, but this is not what Alberta did. This is not what we're seeing. This is more of an anything goes sort of thing. And the best, the best um, vendor, the best grower, the best store, they're going to thrive. Um, seems a bit like Oregon where, again, it was like the best person will thrive, you know, because the barriers of entry compared to some of the other legal states from what I've read and from my research 
Oregon made a very concerted effort to squash its black market and try to make it as easy as possible for the local people to, to, to get licensed and to um, set up shops there. So you had an oversupply of it, you know, and um, in, in Oregon, you have you have places that sell ounces. They'll sell you a, 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 an outdoor ounce for 50 bucks. I don't know if it's gone down since then, but that's what happens when you let competition um, be unstifled. The, cons the consumer and the people who need it most are the ones that win. And that's, that's, that's all I'm concerned with, frankly. Calgary currently accounts for 194 of the 763 licensed cannabis providers in Alberta. According to the latest numbers from the provincial regulator, Alberta Gambling, Liquor, and Cannabis, while growth in the Calgary market has slowed, AGLC shows that 20, just 26 shops have been licensed in Calgary so far this year, compared to 77 throughout all of 2021. Some retailers say the increasingly crowded field is putting some shops at risk of closing. From my understanding, quite a few have actually closed, said Sean Bally, the owner of Calgary-based Omakura Cannabis. It's not just the local stores, but it's become a challenge for even corporations. Oh, boo. Everyone has seen a cut down in their number of customers. Realistically, it doesn't matter if it's a local store or a big corporation. Everyone is kind of suffering. A report by Cannabis Benchmarks analyzing the can can Canadian cannabis retail market suggested that there's an oversaturation. Again, these, this oversaturation thing is a, is a prohibitionist talking point. Because I, I could walk within my block where I live and find multiple liquor stores. Yet the same community that I live in, that this podcast has been recorded in, they voted against recreational cannabis. And the laws are written as such here in Grass, Massachusetts, where if a city votes against it, they could also ban you as a grown adult over 21 from having um, adult use cannabis delivered to you. So you're having to... You're having to drive to these dispensaries if you want 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 cannabis and, and you live in a dry town for it um but then again there's alcohol there's liquor stores every other block i just find that hypocrisy they think they think that that, that alcohol is a-okay and it's it's fine to have those stores willy-nilly around schools but the second you put a pot shop oh my god they lose their minds socially conservative people can be morons sometimes they really can be but let's keep it pushing Based on the, okay, so I think I read, uh, based on the data from Colorado and Oregon, U.S. states that have legalized weed before Canada did, the report says that the optimal service level for legal cannabis is one retailer for every 7,500 people. Alberta has one shop for every 5,911 people, which the organization says is 27% too many and will likely result in some shops closing their doors over the next several years. Alberta remains an outlier with stores continuing to open despite it having the smallest population of the four major provinces. We expect the number of stores in Alberta to decline over the next 24 months as competition intensifies and stores economies become less favorable, reads the report. Um, shout out to Propaganda who uh, does, a, does a YouTube channel, um, friend of the show, um, he's out there in Alberta. Um, Definitely envy the cannabis scene they have in Alberta as opposed to Grassachusetts. I mean, we have around, I, we, we have well over the 200 shops. 
And there are some places that will occasionally sell you an ounce for about 200 bucks on, on the recreational side, but gosh darn it, the, the cannabis is not, it, it does not hold its own to any of, 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 of the West Coast or whatever. It's overly dry. It's not like it's, it's so, like our state overregulated it so much that the products are very expensive. The edibles are expensive. Yes, you can get occasional $200 ounces and occasional, you know, $35 uh, quarters. You can, you can do that. But it's a very sort of uninspired industry here in Grassroots. Yeah, we have 200 stores, but they're not, they're not really seriously competing to get you rocked all their prices. They're not. They're competing to see how much money they can get away with taking. from Locally owned pot retailers are are also faced with a continued expansion of larger companies, which are slashing prices to a level that's out of reach and occasionally buying up established local shops. Some owners have called for the temporary moratorium on new licenses and regulations similar to BC, where there's a limit on how much licenses one company can hold. Alberta used to have a similar rule that restricted corporations from controlling more than 15% of cannabis licenses, but AGLC lifted in 2020. As soon as they removed that 25% market cap, that's where you saw all the corporations just spreading their wings, trying to buy everything, open as much shops as possible, and kind of tried taking over the market, said Bali. It's a domino effect. It doesn't just affect the storefront, but everything that comes along with it, up, up to the licensed producers, to the small guys who are growing. One of, one of the larger firms in Calgary based is Calgary-based High Tide, which operates 140 stores nationwide, 29 in Calgary and 75 across Alberta, under the Canna Cabana brand. Oh, man. So so even though there's a lot of shops, it does seem like there's like a major player or a major MSO in, 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 in the, in the uh, sense with, with uh, High Tide. If they have 140 stores and you have 200, you know, they're, they're like the big wig of, of that market. So it's not really like an Oregon sort of bajillion small stores. You know, you're having the big stores sort of take over and have a large footprint. But again, if you can reform the laws so it's just small stores, then this 200 store thing is not a bad thing. But I mean, even in this current state, a lot of patients, a lot, whether they're in the system or not, Having 200 stores mean they have to compete for your dollar. They cannot chart, they cannot pass you off a $60 aid like we see in, in markets on the East Coast, like Massachusetts, New Jersey, so on and so forth. They can't do that. They can't run that game like they do in, in places like that. Or Illinois, for example. They can't, oh, we're going to pass you off a, a $50 aid and because you can't really, you can't really grow your own. And because we have this dumb lottery system, you have nowhere else to go. Unless you have a medical card and can drive to Michigan, you got to hold your own nuts and, and, and pay that $60 eighth. Where else are you going to go, bro? Because that, that's what can happen in those scenarios. All right, let's continue. Omar Khan, a senior vice president at High Tide, said retail canvas is hyper competitive market in Alberta right now, but his company still sees room to grow, especially outside of urban areas. I know this is tough given the number of stores in Alberta right now. Particularly, it's tough for some independent operators, he said. We are a fairly large chain, but we want all, including the independent shops in Alberta, to be successful. So we're open to having these types of discussions on further regulations with the government. Across the country, Alberta's 
Alberta's overload of pot shops is the exception to the rule, with each region well short of the optimal number, according to Cannabis Benchmark Reports, which plots the country's 3,162 shops about 2,000 short of the ideal number. Quebec is the biggest anomaly on the other side, with just 88 stores serving the province's more than 8.6 million residents. Yeah, that's like that's like Virginia only having 88 or, or New Jersey only like I think I, both those states have around 8 million from what I remember. So that's that 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 is like tyranny right there. People. 88 stores for over 8 million people. Come on. Retailers are still hoping for further aid from the AGLC and federal regulators in their ability to compete with the still thriving black market, which Khan estimates comprises up to 40% of all cannabis sales nationwide. The federal government is in the midst of review of the Cannabis Act, the first since it legalized recreational weed in 2018. And Khan is in Ottawa this week with a group of retailers lobbying for looser regulations that would put them on par with the illicit market in products and prices. One of the things we're going to be asking the federal government is to take a look at whether the level of excise tax can be lowered so retailers can better compete on price with the illicit market, he said. Quote, we've been taking greater chunks and greater bites on the illicit market share in cannabis, but there still remains more to be done in that regard. End of article. There you have it, folks. Um, let's hope that, that high tide doesn't pull a true leave and become like the Heisenberg of that market and um, overall stifle innovation. Um, it seems like the rest of those 60 or 70 shops are, are, are pretty innovative. They're, they're offering a level of competition and choice to the consumer. And again, it, I, again, the growers, farmers, uh, Canvas business owners, they're probably going to be cringing right now, but I don't care. But I'd rather there be too many shops and the consumer is paying $30 per ounce than to have too few shops. And because there are too few shops, they believe you have nowhere else to go and they can charge you through the nose and they don't have to innovate. They don't have to create good products. You're going to buy whatever they're, they're, they're giving and selling. Because they're the only game in town. You never want a market, especially a market that offers a, a medicine to people to be able to do that. Because that's how you have farmer bro situation. But I think I've rambled on for enough time. Enough for me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Find me on Instagram at underscore I'm Canvas Sativa. And you can find me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h T T P S 
colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to join the ever-expanding I am Canvas Sativa podcast planet on Discord. We've Yes, we've got a Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.